I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It is our number six. That's right. Six hour of coverage here on Betting Across America as we take you through what's been a interesting, to say the least, college football Saturday from downtown Las Vegas. Back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson. Also, it's been outstanding to be joined by Adam Burke. Our VEASAN, one of our many uh, analysts, but doing a great job analyzing college football for us. He joins us from the Mandalay Bay uh, Studios on the southern portion of the Strip. And uh, guys, as we get now into the near halftime portions of our second window of games, some interesting results uh, around the country. And uh, I know, Wes, the game you and you and Adam both on Iowa State laying the seven at home against Oklahoma State. Been an interesting one. Just when you look at the box score so far, uh, Wes, I know, Adam, you can touch on this as well in a second, but Oklahoma State scores to go up 14-7. It's like... This Cowboy team keeps finding a way to do this every week where they don't look that impressive from the eye test when you watch them. And here they are, up by seven as a seven-point dog here, 34 seconds to go in the second quarter. Yeah, now uh, Oklahoma State, by the way, minus four and a half, 41 and a half on the total at BetMGM. Iowa State has to punt late in the first half. So the Cowboys are going to go with the locker room lead here. Uh, and look, it just seemed almost too easy to take the underdog, and that's why I was on the other side. But sometimes the easy plays are the ones that get there. So right now, Oklahoma State absolutely getting there. couple games at halftime here, BYU and Washington. Washington State has just gone to halftime. Low scoring game up there in the Palouse. Only 7 7, BYU minus 3, 27 for the second half. And you did see some late buyback, by the way, on the Cougs here because that got up to about 4.5. Saw some 4s and 3.5s before kickoff because it's like what we were talking about with Yogi Roth from the Pac 12 network earlier in this program. You know, maybe Washington State is like, okay, everybody's giving up on us now. They think that, you know, 
Coach Rolovich is out and several other assistants, so that we're just going to phone in the season because that was such an emotional win mm. over Stanford last time out for Washington State when they knew that this was going to be the end of the Rolovich tenure there at Washington State for everything with the vaccine that's been covered all week. So uh, right now, BYU and the Cougs tied at seven at the half. Yeah, it's been an interesting spot, to, to say the least. They're total of 27 for your second half, so up, uh, up there to 41 for the game. Adam, I have to thank you for, for, uh, for I, we mentioned this in the Heart Plays segment earlier. You talked me out of, uh, I mean, I don't know if I was going to do it anyway, but you did talk me out of firmly that uh, potential over in LSU and Ole Miss. And man, has this thing been a dead under so far? 10 7 uh, right now. Ole Miss did just score right before the end of the half. We're, we're going to wait for a halftime line. There's 15 seconds left in the half, but this thing closed 77 in some spots, Adam. And uh, so far, man, it's just, this is kind of a, a mirror image of what we saw last week where Ole Miss and Tennessee never approached that 81-82 total. Yeah, Ole Miss off to a little bit of a slow start here. And, and you can tell when he kind of you know, rolls out or really does anything that Matt Corral is way under 100% here in this game. And, you know, we'll see what happens as this one continues to play out. But, you know, look, LSU, there was a big moment in this game where LSU was going in. They were about to go up 14-0. They were stopped on fourth down inside the five. And then now, of course, we see here with Ole Miss really taking control of this game in the second quarter. So we'll see how LSU responds coming out of halftime with the lame duck head coach in Ed Orgeron. They played well in the first couple possessions, but now it's been all Ole Miss the rest of the way. Kenny Pickett to Taysier Mack from 39 yards out. And now Pitt's going to take the late first half lead for the first time. 40 seconds left to go. PAT pending. About to be 14-7 to on Clemson. Heard some reaction uh, behind us in our studio here. And it is now, in fact, 14-7. to 40 seconds left to go <laughs> in the first half. Those are the roars. Adam's got, he's got like the open air uh, studio there at Mandalay Bay. It's, it's like the Ryder Cup. So you I don't you know hear if the it cheers. was the roars here the roar is there but somebody very there. happy about oh, Pittsburgh laying three and a half. You hear the roar somewhere you're like you turn in your head like what 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 game just happened uh, so yeah Adam clearly uh clearly a lot of pit backers there behind you there in the booth at Mandalay Bay. Yeah it's definitely a, a pro pit crowd back here for sure and uh I don't know I didn't this game's not on in front of me did they uphold that targeting call that they I, made earlier? I believe that they did I had just taken my eyes off that so uh uh, Pickett did find Mack, though, for the touchdown. So Clemson, 40 seconds left to go. I don't know how many timeouts or really what they have left to do because usually, uh, two still usually for 40 yeah. seconds for Clemson because what we usually see with Clemson is like, okay, they're going to score here, <laughs> even though there's 40 seconds, but this is not the vintage Tiger offense. Uh, not exactly. Uh, we've seen that so far. Uh, six or six and a half, Pittsburgh, by the way, live in, uh, in the markets, 44 and a half. Uh, is your total. Uh, Adam, we had you, uh, we had Scott Seidenberg on giving uh, his thoughts on this USC-Notre Dame spot. Wanted to get your take as well on a game that is now, especially since we, we had Yogi Roth, the Pac-12 Network analyst, on our show earlier today. It was seven at the time. Now it's up to seven and a half, basically market-wide as we look ahead to some of these primetime spots, USC on the road at uh, Notre Dame. It's where uh, Dave Ross normally coasts the show here with Wes Reynolds is going to be at uh, the game there in South Bend. Any angles you'd be looking at here with uh, with a spread that on the surface seems a little bit high, but then you remind yourself, all right, UC, USC has had all sorts of issues on its own end and, and playing with an interim coach, as we know. Yeah, a really complicated handicap, I think, here for a variety of reasons. One of them being, look, Notre Dame's defensive stats look good, and they look pretty good year in and year out. Keaton Slovis is probably pretty easily the best quarterback that they've faced here so far mm -hmm. this season. I know Desmond Ritter has progressed really well down there at Cincinnati, but Slovis is a guy that you know has NFL-level talent, I think, and, of course, you know has London there as a, a matchup nightmare. 
it feels like a little bit of a big number, especially now with the hook sitting out there market-wide. But something that's pretty interesting for USC this season, none of their games have been close. All of them have been a double-digit result one way or the other. They've played much better on the road than they have at home. I don't know if that's really a factor here in this game or not. But Notre Dame, they've got three wins by a field goal. You know, they beat Florida State by a field goal, Toledo by a field goal. That's not exactly an impressive performance for them. So I kind of wonder here if Notre Dame is able to win this game by two scores when they haven't really created a whole lot of margin throughout most of their games this season. So I don't know. I kind of lean with the USC plus 7.5 side, but I also know USC could very easily get blown out because they're just not a consistent team mm-hmm. at all. And Adam, you mentioned about USC on the road. They've actually won eight straight on the road dating back to uh, last year. Amazing. They've won twice this year, of course, uh, beat Washington State immediately after Clay Helton got fired and then, of course, beat Colorado. Obviously a big step up in class here playing Notre Dame. But to Adam's point, the defense has looked a little bit better. They look a little bit more comfortable now if Marcus Freeman's scheme there. He came in, of course, from University of Cincinnati as their defensive coordinator. But this Notre Dame offense, they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball at all. And then who's going to be the quarterback for these guys? The offense has really dropped off. It's like if you stop that tight end, Michael Mayer, you're going to be able to control (laughs) this Notre Dame (laughs) offense. So it's like, you know, I I couldn't lay the seven and a half necessarily with the Irish. It'd be Trojans or nothing for me. Keep an eye on the weather, though. This may have some wind issues. Uh, Mm. Haven't really seen it reflected in the betting so far on the total, but if you see a drop, maybe some wind weather forecast. Guys checking the weather okay. late, but still 59 at BetMGM. I know you, you wrote about this, Adam, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, right? How we're now getting into that part of the year, both for college and NFL, where didn't have to really think about weather the first uh, five, six weeks of the year. But, I mean, that's, pretty, that's going to be a pretty big factor, right, as we uh, start to develop here late in, into the season? Oh, yeah, absolutely, especially when you talk about the Midwest and, you know, some of the games in the Mountain West Conference that will be up in elevation a little bit. Uh, There's a game Sunday night football tomorrow night. Very, very heavy wins expected for that Colts and 49ers game. It is absolutely something you need to start looking at here in the month of October and as we start to transition into November as well where, you know, it's not even just from a total standpoint, but it also dictates what the coaches are going to be able to do from a game plan standpoint. You know, if it's going to be 20, 25-mile-per-hour wins and you've got a bad rushing team, that's going to wind up being a problem for them. So obviously you want to factor weather in for the totals, but also put yourself in the mind of the offensive coordinator and the head coach and say, look, you know, we've got these windy conditions, we've got this precipitation, all those kinds of things. How does that impact what we're going to be able to do with our play calling? So you know, I think weather, obviously people think of it with totals, but it can have a big impact on sides as well. Yeah, no, you, I know Adam texted me the, the whole weather hour-by-hour report for Sunday night. It's like 40-mile-an-hour gust mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. in Santa Clara. Just, uh, just ridiculous. Uh, we'll see. Yes, I'm sure that is going to be a, a big factor as we continue now into week eight here of the college football season. Uh, Wes, there are a number of games as well that have just gone to, to the half. One note as well from that pit game. Uh, interestingly enough, Kenny Pickett just passed Trevor Lawrence for fifth all-time in ACC passing yards history. That? So what a, what a now, nugget now, there. Now, not wanting to besmirch Kenny Pickett, who has had a good season, kind of that dark horse Heisman candidate we've been talking about over the last couple weeks. But he's been there about eight years in Pittsburgh, it seems (laughs) like. But nevertheless, he's finally hitting his stride and as an eighth-year senior for the Pitt Panthers, they are going to go into the halftime there, 14-7 at Heinz Field. A couple other games now at the half. Ole Miss, 17-7, did get that late score at the end of the half. Ole Miss, minus one, second half, 34 the second half total. So that basically makes it now 
58, a lot more manageable yep. than it was obviously pre-flop. So I could see this getting a little bit money to the over. Minnesota 17-10 over Maryland at the half. Minnesota minus a half even money. So juice to the Maryland side. 27 the second half total. And very quickly they bet Ole Miss as well up to minus one and a half for the second half up 10. Also they, they just hung the Clemson pit line. That is a pick em market wide. So pit minus seven for the second half. Uh, 21 and a half the total there as well. So some interesting uh, angles to uh, to be looked at as we uh, will see these games uh, come into uh, into the half so far. I know, Adam, we talked earlier. You thought maybe it could be maybe a nice little contrarian overplay there in uh, in Clemson and Pitt. From the box score perspective, I mean, Kenny Pitt, Pickett in this Pittsburgh offense, they're, they've been moving the ball pretty effectively, just taking a look at it, 17-29, 218 yards and two touchdowns. It just kind of seems, though, Adam, like the theme this year for Clemson, you just you haven't really been getting the cooperation with DJ Uyunglele in that offense, just 9 of 20, 88 yards and a pick so far. Yeah, once again, Clemson's offense a big-time issue. I mean, look, you hold Pitt to 14 points in the first half. I think you have to be pretty happy with where you are, but – you know, I mean, the, the Brent Venables defense is, is not getting a whole lot of help. You know, it's kind of like a starting pitcher where he's going out there giving up one or two runs per start over six, seven, eight innings, and the offense just isn't scoring for him. And it's got to be a very frustrating feeling for that Clemson team. Real quick, I know we're coming up on the break here. What is what is happening in Laramie, Ben? What, what is going on with it Wyoming? Is <laughs> it is still 14-3. Uh, yes, yeah, so the game we all thought we'd be talking about going into a break. New Mexico 14, Wyoming 3, 12-14 to go. I have no idea, Adam. That's a game. That's a game we don't have on in our studio. I will try to get an update for you and get. I announced the report. The whole country wants to hear about. Uh, so we will update that next. Continue to preview some of these late games of action when we return. Final hour of betting across America. <laughs> From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rolls on. It is time to download BetMGM Sports, Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. As we're back on betting across America from across Las Vegas, and we thank all of you uh, watching, chiming in as well with us on Twitter, at VEASAN Live. Shout out to our guy Eric at uh, Goldbox ATL watching us on his flight at, uh, what, 35,000 feet. Nice way to spend a little... Uh, Afternoon flight on a college Beeson football Saturday. Flies the friendly skies. Oh, yeah, it's good go. to know. There you go. I knew we'd get that in from you. I'm <laughs> back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson at our Circuit Sports Studios. Adam Burke hanging out with us as well from our Mandalay Bay uh, Studios. And look, we cover every game here on Betting Across America. We're going to get into our buy seller hold with the SEC. But promised Adam an update on this uh, ridiculous uh, occurrence in Laramie, where New Mexico is a 20 point road underdog, currently down 14 3. At Wyoming, they're early in the third quarter. Uh, Adam, looking at this, uh, Sean Chambers, I believe, benched in this game. One of five for four yards and an interception. The Wyoming quarterback, New Mexico without its starting quarterback, and Isaiah Chavez has come in, the backup, a freshman who's 8 of 8, 104 yards and a touchdown. So go figure, just another Saturday in not only college football but the Mountain West as well. Yeah, the uh, offensively challenged Cowboys. You know, again, good defense, but it's finally catching up with them on the offensive side. Also, too, speaking of bad games that are out there and, and one that I'm on, and this one looks like it's completely dead in the water right now, Liberty minus 21 against North Texas. Malik Willis to the locker room for the Liberty Flames here. Mm. Backup quarterback Jonathan Bennett in for that last series. So we'll see if Willis is able to come back. We'll see if maybe it's just precautionary, but looks like that's the update coming out of Denton here is that Malik Willis to the locker room for Liberty. Boy, this uh, and Liberty, by the way, remember they lost as a big favorite last week to Louisiana Monroe. And I don't know if they'd be the first team to lose back-to-back as 21 and over 21-point <laughs> favorites point. in NCAA history. But, uh, you know, we talk about some of these games down the board. They still matter and still have value. You say we go uh, all over the place with def- different games. No stone unturned, no village unpillaged here. 
on betting across oh, America. Yes. Well, like, from an in-game perspective as well, you might be looking at this and saying, oh, hey, I, let me just jump in in-game on Liberty. But this, these are the insights that you want to know as a better. Yeah, from, from prob- probably holding off on that. And I, I don't see BetMGM having it up because clearly I think those guys think in the know. trading room have the news that Malik Wills has gone yep. to the locker room. So that's, uh, yeah, that's we try to provide for you uh, the better here on betting across America. Something we also try to provide as well, looking at these future odds when you still can get uh, some action in as we are getting later and later into the college football season. But uh, the SEC is a league that we know will have a college football playoff presence, whether it's one or two teams is really the only question. And we do have another edition of buy, sell, or hold. We can get Adam and Wes's thoughts on as well as it's essentially become. I know we'll have four teams in the graphic just kind of for cosmetic reasons, really. <laughs> but it's, let's be honest. This is a two-team race. Georgia minus 130. Alabama at even money. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you. Don't you think that part of the handicap here is you're essentially trying to figure out, all right, what's the line going to be, assuming it is Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game? Because you're essentially just comparing what this current number is to what you assume uh, the SEC title game line would be. So I'll ask you, what, what would you make that line as of right now, sort of sight unseen here with these last few games of the regular season? Yeah, I mean, I would say at this point in time, under the assumption that neither one of those teams loses again, I mean, Georgia would have to lose for the first time. And even if Georgia loses, I mean, they already have that tiebreaker win over Kentucky. So, you know, they're pretty much set to be the representative from the East Division here in Atlanta. My guess at this point in time, I would say maybe Georgia minus one, minus one and a half, maybe as high as two, depending how Alabama looks the rest of the way. But I would guess probably Georgia in the minus one and a half range for the SEC championship game. And with that being said, your money line probably looks like Georgia minus 140-ish, something like that, in that game. So I don't think that there's really a whole lot of equity to go ahead and grab that Georgia minus 130 price when you could get that or maybe a little bit better, depending on how the market shows up for the SEC title game on December 4th. Yeah, and, and look, there's always a possibility that maybe Georgia gets upset by Florida or maybe gets upset at Knoxville. I think that schedule is pretty clear for Georgia, though, to run the table, and I expect that they are going to. But nevertheless, it's not like they don't have any potential landmines there. Look, they'll, they'll get by Missouri easily, Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech, but Florida, we'll see if they stay with the season now that they have multiple losses. Also, Tennessee, they, they are more explosive offensively under Josh Heupel. Now, they'll get a big test at Alabama tonight, uh, getting a little bit less. I think it's like 25, 25 and a half right now. But to Adam's point, I think because the SEC is so high profile, too, you're not going to get, I mean, shop around and get the best number you can. I know Adam always recommends that, and so do I, and that's what we do on VEASAN. But you're not going to get a ton of difference there. Like, it was literally like cents on the dollar, as Adam was just describing, in terms of, okay, what's Georgia-Alabama going to be? Because some people might make Alabama as a small favorite, but it wouldn't be you know, like a seven-point favorite either way, assuming both of these teams have the same record, Alabama with the one loss and Georgia running the table on the way to Atlanta. It's your point being the minimal, the number of cents that you might be able to get a a better number, not really worth having to lay it this far in advance with still the, you know, the four or five. Because the last thing you want to do, I think, is lay Georgia minus 130, and then all of a sudden they lose to Florida, and it's like, okay, now you're maybe getting them at plus $2 or something like that. Whereas the 130 won't change even with, you know, with these wins probably most likely um, going forward here. I, we, we list, I mentioned Auburn Ole Miss just for, uh, for cosmetic purposes as part of the exercise here. No reason to think either of these teams, you know, you look at the standings as well, Adam, no reason to think either of these teams are going to threaten blowing up what seems to be the clear path of 
Alabama-Georgia in our uh, SEC title game, don't you think? Yeah, no, definitely not. And also, too, I mean, look, you know, like Wes kind of alluded to there, why tie up your money for six weeks knowing that you know, you're probably going to get prices in this same area when you get to December 4th for that championship game in Atlanta? Just go ahead and keep your bankroll liquid, and then if you decide that you want to take a position on that championship game, by all means, go right ahead. And again, to Wes's point, if Georgia does lose to Florida for some reason, even though the Bulldogs will still be in Atlanta, maybe you get Alabama minus one, something like that, to where Georgia could be you know, plus 105, plus 110 by the time we get to that game. I just I don't think that there's really a whole lot of value here in betting either Alabama at even money or Georgia minus 130. I, t- I tend to agree with you on that, keeping in mind, too, you have a couple of 2-1 and one at teams in that SEC West division in Ole Miss and Auburn. So I, like for the Ole Miss perspective, they would need a ton to go their way to even sneak into the SEC title game having lost to Alabama. You would basically need Auburn to have already lost and mm-hmm. then upset Alabama in the Iron Bowl, which I, I find hard to hard to see happening. And by the way, let's update in progress the yes. one SEC game going in the middle of Saturday afternoon here. Ole Miss basically getting all the money right now for the second half, up to one and a half at BetMGM. Other places in the market have it as high as two and a half, as it's uh, Eli Manning Day apparently there in Oxford, as both of the end zones have the uh, the wow. Manning name in the uh, red end zone with the blue lettering. So uh, right now, Ole Miss 247 yards offense, 168 for LSU, LSU minus one on the TO margin. So Ole Miss getting the money here. Over, kind of getting a little bit bet too, up to 34 and a half. Remember, what was that total on the closer? Like 76 or somewhere Anywhere around from there? 76 to So it's about 58, yeah. 58 and a half. So second half betters are saying, okay, we got a bargain here, and they might not be wrong. Might might not be wrong. Yeah, up to 34 at, at bet MGM. The other game that is now at the half, UCLA, after going up 14 nothing, gives up 14 on the trots to Oregon to tie it up. Bruins do get a field goal, though, at the horn going into the half. So 17 14 now, Wes. This is a game that had. The, the flip of favorites here, and you get UCLA uh, looking at the second half line. Looks like Oregon uh, minus a half, so you're basically uh, books not giving you the the benefit of uh, of the doubt as far as a hook there. If you want Oregon, it's you, plus two UCLA and a half. UCLA a little more balanced than you would have thought. They've been kind of running the ball against Arizona like they pretty much exclusively ran the ball, but 112 yards for DTR. He does have an interception, 93 on the ground. It's really Oregon that's been very fast heavy with Anthony Brown. 167 of their 196 through the air right now for the Ducks. Ah, interesting. Cool. We, we will be checking in on uh, on that game as well. Uh, Adam, we'll just we'll sneak in one more here because we we brought this game up, asking a number of our guests about it as well. I know I this is a play I have on Air Force minus three. I, we've had some respected opinions going both ways here. Uh, what's your thought? We know we were talking uh, some other Mountain West action a little bit earlier with that New Mexico Wyoming game. What do you see with the San Diego State Air Force team, two of the top teams in the Mountain West, and the Falcons laying three coming up in about an hour and a half or so? Yeah, this is one where I like Air Force as well. You know, you talk about playing games against service academies, and, and the most important thing is to be efficient offensively because you're not going to get a whole lot of possessions. And I do not trust San Diego State to be efficient offensively in this game. I think Air Force is the better team. I think they're absolutely you know, in their rightful place as the favorite here. And also, too, for San Diego State, you're going up and playing an elevation. And, you know, they just played an overtime game last week against San, Diego, or San Jose State, excuse me. Now they're going to play in the thin air up in Colorado Springs. That defense is going to get a workout, and I don't think the offense bails them out a whole lot. So I do like Air Force minus the points in that one. Pretty much three market-wide in that spot with your kickoff coming up in about an hour and a half, 7 o'clock on the East Coast. Been a lot of interesting developments today. We're going to get the perspective up next from a Heisman voter as we'll be joined by Dave Miller 
uh, to talk all things with the Heisman race, including maybe what, he, what he's seen out of Matt Corral so far, as Adam Berg mentioned, maybe a little hobbled at this point. We'll get to Dave's thoughts on the other side as we continue right here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The season might have tipped off, but there is still time to grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe final half hour of a six hour betting across america been a blast as always from across las vegas we'll go back out to the mandalay bay studios with adam burke in a few minutes back with wes reynolds ben wilson from our circuit sports studios but as we like to do just about every week on the show we want to get the perspective of the day's events in college football from a heisman voter so let's welcome in uh, dave miller you can give him a follow at miller underscore dave as he is kind enough to give us a few minutes on what's been a very interesting <laughs> card in the college football world today. I want to start with this, Dave. We, we knew coming in the quarterback for Ole Miss, Matt Corral, your, your Heisman uh, co-favored along with Alabama freshman Bryce Young, was a little bit banged up entering the game today, was cleared a few hours ago, has looked a little shaky at times, hasn't been able to run the ball much in this game, 11-14, 101 yards and a touchdown as Ole Miss has a 10-point lead. With him being the co-favorite, I'm sure you've been watching him very closely, especially over these last uh, few weeks. What have you made of the performance today with Ole Miss on top here by 10? Yeah, sort of like what we saw earlier today where Sean Clifford didn't look 100%, but he did play. Um, I, I think Corral today has nine rushes for zero yards. Now, you mentioned how he is a co-favorite with Bryce Young. Totally understandable. That's where Vegas headed at. In my opinion, I think Corral has the better chance of actually winning this award, I think, with Young being a first-year starter and you have some Bama fatigue, I think that can go against him, even though he's having a great year. Um, Corral, obviously, you know, he's seemingly on that Zach Wilson sort of NFL first quarterback to be, or, well, Trevor Lawrence was last year, but, you know, uh, on that Wilson path. So I think Corral has more buzz in terms of today, doesn't look 100%. I did notice he had a reception for 19 yards, and I can see, you know, Quirky Lane Kiffin and that offensive staff as the season progresses, maybe getting Corral some opportunities on trick plays to get some receptions specifically, you know, within the offense for a potential Heisman moment. But yeah, he doesn't look 100%, and it'll be interesting to see how he looks in the second half. Dave, you were talking about, obviously, the Corral numbers and whatnot. And I ask again, do we get into a situation with Bryce Young where it's almost like he's penalized? And you can say maybe to a lesser extent, C.J. Stroud, because you have so many weapons around you and everybody's looking and saying, oh, you've got five stars out the wazoo on both of these teams, Ohio State and Alabama. Or do you think maybe it goes the other way where it's like, you know, we could have gave it to Mac Jones last year. Devontae Smith obviously had an incredible season and very much deserved, but it seemed like that was the factor with Mac Jones last year, where it was almost like, well, you can almost plug and play anybody, even though we know that's not true. It, it, it's just incredible. <laughs> like you, you, you can't win if you're Alabama. I mean, look, look at what Mac Jones is doing at the next level as a, as a rookie right now. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to young 
it, it sounds crazy, but it's almost like we haven't even seen the best of Bryce Young, mm-hmm. not even in his career, obviously, but this season. And he's going to have opportunities. I think a potential game against Georgia and Atlanta could go a long way toward his candidacy. You know, some people talked about maybe Brian Robinson Jr. taking away votes. I don't really see that. But yeah, in this is a big game tonight against Tennessee. I, I just think the best is ahead of Bryce Young. In terms of C.J. Stroud, I think I mentioned this, this last week. You know, it, it just seems that Ohio State is on that trajectory. He's had a couple of back-to-back huge games. You're right, though. You know, Travion Henderson, all the receivers, just so many weapons. Bottom line is this year is just like unlike any other I've seen. And I, it, it's just completely wide open. If I had a vote right now, I would go B. John Robinson. There's plenty of football left. I understand they have the three losses. This this does seem like an award though or team succeed team success. It's like a team success award. So I don't think Bijan is going to win, but for my money right now, if I had to vote, I would lean towards Bijan Robinson. Dave, if we were talking about ACC quarterbacks for the Heisman Trophy at this point in the season, about a month and a half, two months ago, we thought we might have been talking about DJ Uyangalale at Clemson as he just throws a shovel pack uh, or shovel pass pick six now to Pitt, who's about to go up two touchdowns very early in the third quarter, but staying with an ACC quarterback. Kenny Pickett, we talked about last week when he was kind of in the mid 30 to 1 range, now down to 16 to 1 because Pitt is finally getting like a big time national TV game where they're getting a showcase. But another guy today, and that was Sam Hartman at Wake mm-hmm. Forest, uh, five touchdowns, only six incompletions. He was 100 to 1, and I tweeted out, you know, maybe pizza money, like nothing to really bet life savings or anything big on. He's now cut to 50 to 1. How realistic for both of these ACC quarterbacks do you think, Dave, for maybe them to have a chance to win this award? Well, I think Pickett is incredibly realistic. I mean, he, you know, coming into this week, he needed to exercise his Clemson demons. In his career, his two appearances against Clemson, uh, less than 50% throwing, I think uh, nine sacks, several interceptions, just looking bad against the Blitz. Well, this year, Clemson's defense obviously good, but blitzing less, and he been more efficient against the blitz, getting the ball out of his hands quickly. This is a showcase game. He looks good right now. Things are looking good for Pitt. I think Kenny Pickett is legit as a candidate. Um, and, you know, I grabbed that number. In terms of Sam Hartman, he should be taken seriously. I know people are going to scoff at, you know, the fact that it was Army. <laughs> it was, you know, mm-hmm. Army scored 56 points. But, I mean, look at the numbers today. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. And, his his season has he's had a successful season. It's just that because it's Wake Forest. Dave Clawson, by the way, I'd love to see what he can do with LSU talent because right. he's a phenomenal coach. <laughs> yeah, but no, I I would absolutely. I mean, you're talking about a Wake Forest, a potential NC State, a Pitt. These are teams that are going to play potentially for the ACC championship. Clemson has taken a step back offensively. I mean, they they look atrocious offensively. It's insane. So. These guys, those are two guys that are going to have a chance to continue to have success and play for an ACT championship. And again, joined by Dave Miller, has a vote for the Heisman Trophy. Follow him again at Miller underscore Dave. You think about, too, the, just the general narrative, Dave, of how could be just this kind of weird one-off type season given just the, the way the, the so far the year has played out throughout the college football landscape. You think still, though, and it's the reason why we bring up some of these long-shot quarterbacks, at the end of the day, this has historically been a quarterback award, and before Devontae Smith, the Alabama wide receiver last year, it had gone to a QB nine of the previous 10 seasons. With that all being said, I wonder about another 
kind of oddball potential scenario here to, to sneak into a Heisman, a legitimate Heisman candidacy race. And that is the freshman Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, who had his first real, I wouldn't say disappointing game, but had some struggles throughout in, in the performance today. You see him on our odds board from 20 to 1 after, as we know, not even being listed as a possible option at the start of the year, then being released at basically 80 to 1 after he made his debut down to 20 to 1 today. Had one bad interception early, but ends up responding 15 to 20, 178 yards couple touchdowns as Oklahoma avoids what would have been just a disastrous loss in Lawrence against Kansas. What, if any, is the path there for Williams? I know it's the whole freshman idea and being a first-year player who didn't even start his first handful of games. What's the path, if there is one, Dave, do you think, for Williams getting into a legitimate discussion here? Oh, this can be an incredible case study. So heading in, I'm like, okay, this guy needs, this guy just hasn't played enough games. Well, technically, He's appeared in six out of the team's eight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna loosen my standards a bit when it comes to Caleb Williams. You know, starting with that Red River shootout today, really looked poor in the first half. I, you know, I'm not the biggest Spencer Rattler guy, but some of the things that people wanted Rattler bench for, Caleb Williams was performing. You know, some of those deficiencies uh, turned it around in the second half, and he had a play where they were trying to ice the game away. It was fourth and one. A handoff to Kennedy Brooks. Brooks is going to get stopped. Williams took the ball out of his hand and got the first down. You know, not quite a Heisman moment, but that was certainly noteworthy. And, you know, I, I would buy stock in Caleb Williams because maybe this is yeah, still not the biggest fan of Oklahoma's defense. It's not bad. It's just, it's just, I can't rely on it. But this is an Oklahoma team that certainly, you know, they it's a path for them to win the Big 12 and get into the CFP. And, I think this could be, not that they needed a wake-up call, but this certainly needs to be one. And, you know, the talent's there for Williams. I, I would buy Caleb Williams' stock. I think, I think again, a lot of voters are going to have their minds be expanded a little bit this year in sort of a chaotic season. So I think yeah. Williams is a guy you want to monitor. A 35-13 second half led by the freshman Caleb Williams, a quarterback Oklahoma, does escape as 38-and-a-half point. Favorites today on the road. Great insights as always, Dave. We really appreciate you giving us a few minutes on uh, what's obviously been a busy college football Saturday. Enjoy the rest of the day's games, and uh, we'll be sure to check in with you again soon. Thanks so much, guys. Thank All you, right. Dave. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, we're underway in the second half in uh, in Pasadena there, 17-14 UCLA. I just saw so shots of some upset Oregon uh, assistants going mm -hmm. into the locker room. There's been a lot of chirping with them in the officials yes. so far, Wes. Yes, uh, and uh, Wisconsin now on the other end of the Purdue uh, uh, 50 here. 20-13 to O'Connell for Purdue was picked off over the middle. Wisconsin basically doing what they do, which is run the football. They are just running it down Purdue's throat. 20-13, to 13, about 10 and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. All right, when we return, it's our final segment on Betting Across America. We'll welcome Adam Burke back from our Mandalay Bay studios. Look to try, some, try and find some value on our final games on the card tonight and give you some final updates as well. That is next on the other side right here on vSynth, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game, and either team scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code VSIN100 to win $100. When you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. As we're back for the final time with Wes Reynolds, I'm Ben Wilson from our Circus Sportsbook Studios. It's been a blast getting to be joined as well by Adam Burke, our guy down at the Mandalay Bay uh, Studios, as uh, Adam will check in with you uh, for the final time. I know it's been, I'm sure, uh, it's been a lot of fun for us. I'm sure a lot of fun for you, too, getting to track all these games. And I, I, I think we've given you a potentially an idea for your next column to write at uh, vsin.com with this discussion on potential uh, futures equity, looking at uh, some of those SEC buy-hold-or-sell teams, right? Yeah, you know, obviously it looks like it's going to be Georgia versus Alabama in the SEC title game, and, I mean, that seems like kind of a foregone conclusion. However, Auburn does have a path to get there. Their price at 25-1, to 1, I think you can do better than that, and I'm going to write about that either tonight or tomorrow over at vsin.com. 
looking at some alternative ways to kind of bet futures and something that makes sense here kind of from a college basketball NCAA tournament standpoint with Auburn. So you can look for that nice. over at the website coming up here tonight or tomorrow. Well, that's what we call a tease in the business. So yes. That's very, very Abs expertly absolutely. done. Give, by, uh, give by Adam more to write. That's all he needs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a, he, is, he is a volume writer um, and a very darn good one, yeah. by the way. Uh, one quick update. Sure. It did happen before we could get it after break. Uh, we have a new quarterback for the Clemson Tigers, that being Tyson Pumachon. Good, as good DJ Uwe I So I got both of them yeah, right. He is now benched. He, of course, he threw that shovel pass, that Mahomesian pass that not usually great. only Mahomesian can get away with. Uh, DJ Uwe Angalale could not. That was returned to the house for a pick six. So now 21 to 7. Injured player on the field about midway through the third quarter. 21 7 pit. Now laying nine and a half at BetMGM. 48 and a half on the total, but it will be Pumachon. Okay. Looks like going the distance for Clemson, by the way. And uh, the uh, targeting penalty that Adam was referred to earlier, Jordan Addison was the Pittsburgh receiver. Concussion will not return. Okay. Uh, that, you, you, Adam, a weird day to begin with. Did we think our, like when we say goodbye to you that we'd be bringing up uh, Tyson Pumachon into the game? But that's just kind of the day it's been in a nutshell uh, for Clemson. So thanks so much. It's been a blast hanging out with you, man, and uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, college football Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Real quick, uh, Mike Peranio came in here during uh, the last segment and said that the Arkansas-Arkansas Pine Bluff game, they had to write refunds for that Whoa. one because the game only went 54 oh. minutes. The two teams agreed to cut the second half quarters down to 12 minutes in length. House rules say 55 minutes yes. for action, so they had to write refunds on that Pine Bluff and Arkansas Razorbacks game. So, oh. you know, I talk about New Mexico, Wyoming. I talk about Liberty, North Texas. A uh, solid note to end on with my final point being Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Arkansas. 45-3, too, and, and maybe you might think that's a bad beat for Pine Bluff because they did cover the game. They were getting 50-and-a-half <laughs> on the close, so... <laughs> 45 to 3, but as Adam said, that's got to go 55 minutes. Wow. Those are house rules, pretty much universal across the board. Look at Adam Berg with the walk off, uh, the walk off parting shot. Walk that's what off, we do. Uh, we educate the betters. Uh, uh, no stone unturned. Golden, village uh, village. Golden Lions, right? Arkansas Pine Bluff yes. out of the SWAC. Yes, oh, UAPB out of the SWAC with the uh, what me. we thought was the cover, but yep. at least you get your money. Doing back. my best, Greg Peterson, there with the college basketball season starting. I don't know. They're probably, what, 3.30 in Ken Palm on the college mm -hmm. basketball? And I just just a hunch. Uh, so thanks again for, uh, to Adam Burke for hanging out with us for the uh, last three hours of the show. We'll have Brady Cannon and uh, James Salinas with the Pro Football Blitz coming up from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern to get you set for a big week seven in the NFL. Uh, but first, Wes, we look for some final shots at any uh, value on the board here uh, before the uh, the night comes to an end. We've really covered pretty much everything on the, on the card. The one game we have not uh, mentioned at all, there's a couple of Power 5 matchups that are not going to get a lot of, I would think, betting attention because you got like Georgia Tech at Virginia, Avs laying six and a half, pretty much market wide in that spot, and then also West Virginia at TCU, uh, TCU laying four and a half. Really, a, a quartet of teams who have had mm -hmm. the disappointing seasons for the most part. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. Any value you'd look for in either of those spots? Well, I didn't play either of those. I do have a play left for tonight. Numbers gotten away a little bit, so you might have to wait for in game. This is going to be game 401-402. This does involve a ranked team, though. It involves the UTSA ah, Roadrunners. The Roadrunners. Meep, meep. So uh, <laughs> I sound like Stacy King at the end of a Bulls game. Drive home safely. Meep, meep. Yep. But nevertheless, UTSA. I, like I love it. I, I took the seven from them. Now you're seeing five and a half. This is kind of maybe a little bit of a... 
you know, it's not as defined as NFL, but a little pros versus Joes because money is coming in on the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs have been very disappointing. UTSA, first time they're ever ranked in, in program history now uh, because uh, they are now 24th in the country. They are 7-0. They shut out, I believe it was Rice last week, if memory serves me correctly. But UTSA has been kind of a program on the rise. Jeff Trailer was a really good high school coach down there in Texas, won a couple state championships. So he has absolutely turned this team around. They're also 6-1 and one against the number on the season, covering by about an average of 8.3 points a game. They've won outright on the road as an underdog against Illinois, against Memphis and against Western Kentucky in conference play. So now you're getting UTSA kind of priced at their market against a two and four disappointing Louisiana tech team who they kind of step up against competition because remember in week one, they should have beaten Mississippi state. They were up 20 yeah. points going in or into the fourth quarter gift. and ended up losing closer and expected win over Southeast Louisiana. Then they had the lead over SMU is now ranked almost are going to be in the top 20 come uh, Monday morning when the rankings come out. They led with 36 seconds left to play. SMU drives down the field with hardly any time, gets a touchdown at the buzzer. Then they had a closer than expected victory over North uh, or, or uh, over North Texas, close loss at NC State. And then last week they kind of hit the market bottom because Louisiana Tech was about a touchdown favorite on the road. They only scored three points at UTEP who, by the way, is now bowl eligible. UTEP, you know, just a couple of years ago, Dana Dimmel took over, and they had only won, like, one game. So bringing that program back. So now you get Louisiana Tech, who got beat by this UTSA team, 27-26 UTSA, a small home underdog, now laying what was a touchdown on the road, now five and a half, six in the market. Skip Holtz is 22-11 and 11 against the number as an underdog when he seeks revenge the following season, and he's won nine of his last ten home games in Ruston. Maybe UTSA is feeling themselves a little bit like we've accomplished so much. Everybody loves us. Everybody's saying, oh, this is so wonderful. You know, first time ever the program got ranked. So you're hearing this, and you've got a Louisiana Tech program that has, you know, does have a good tradition down there. Could be, I think, a really good spot for the desperate home underdog. So usually, and I play this a lot more in college basketball than I do college football. When you get that team that's been striving for that ranking and they're kind of in that others receiving votes mm -hmm. column, if you will, and they finally get ranked, it's like, now we got a number by our name that we see on the graphics on all these television networks. Now there's that sense of accomplishment. And then you got to be able to take the next step uh, you know, and I thought this was going to be a difficult spot for UTSA. I took the seven. You're not going to see seven, it's by the way, five and a for half. kickoff. Yep. So maybe wait for an end game if you if you miss that number going forward. I don't want to recommend taking will, the worst uh, of it, but I do think yeah. Louisiana Tech's the right side. You're not going to get a more in depth analysis of UTSA Louisiana Tech anywhere. I can, UTSA I, is a very a very good program. I have a lot of respect for this team. The only game they did not cover, ironically enough, UTSA was, was UNLV, UNLV, who had them UNLV. life and death. Absolutely. UNLV. And uh, by the way, we talk about Mountain West uh, endings. How about that UNLV game? On uh, on Thursday night, where gosh, they they don't spike the ball. They basically run the clock. Brutal. You know, they ran. They had the ball. I think with like eight minutes left to go, down seven. They don't even get a crack at the score, and they never turned over the ball. But that's the, Mountain West the football. Steve Adazio, Marcus Arroyo coaching seminar coming yes. to a, a city near you. Marcus Arroyo, by the way, no wins yet as UNLV no, head coach. In, in but your, we digress. In, we digress into your number two. That's like as we get our number six on betting across America. West starts yeah. pulling out all all the uh, the impressions. They, they all they all must go, go guys. They, I got to dump them out here at the end. Uh, that, uh, that, absolutely wonderful. Uh, by the way, just an update. To, our last update of the show here. 
Oregon scores a touchdown to go up 21-17. Then UCLA, after a three and out, punter drops the snap and gets just crunched. So Oregon will have the ball in the UCLA red zone. They just called a timeout, 21-17, West five minutes into the third quarter. Man, how the tide has turned in Pasadena. This was 14-0 Bruins, mm-hmm. 21-3 flip since then, and Oregon threatening for more here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Ducks uh, now trying to get in business. Uh, Ducks minus 4.5, 67.5 on that current total. We also have BYU-Washington State now going into the fourth quarter. BYU by one in a battle of the, of the Cougs. Battle of the BYU Cougs. minus 4.5, 44.5 on the total. It's been a blast, Wes. No, it's Six been hours, fun, man. You made it. We by. made it. We made it. Tomorrow we'll have Tim Murray uh, in the house, you and, uh, you and Tim. Seven hours of, uh, mm-hmm. of live green zone action on a NFL Sunday. We've got... Pro Football Blitz coming up next. Brady Cannon and James. We Salinas, do accept uh, food donations, by the way, go. for Thank tomorrow you. afternoon. Thank you. Thanks for letting me Not that I'm dropping any hints. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. So that does it for us. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Ben Wilson. Also, uh, thanks to our producer and the whole crew behind the scenes, Jacob Roach, leading the charge behind the glass. That does it for us on Betting Across America. The Pro Football Blitz coming your way next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.